Good morning, and welcome to Bankery Christian Fellowship Church. Uh, we're delighted that you're here with us today, especially if you're uh, visiting. If you wouldn't normally be here on a Sunday morning, uh, we want to say a very warm welcome to you. Uh, we're so glad that you've chosen to come and join us today. My name is Duncan. I have the privilege of serving as pastor here, but for this past week, I've had an additional privilege of being part of the Holiday Bible Club. Anyone here who was at Holiday Bible Club this week? Or no one willing to admit, here we go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all these people. Um, we've had such a good week this week. And I will confess, we don't normally decorate the church in the way that you see round about us with these superheroes. But that gives you an idea of the theme of our Holiday Bible Club this week, is to think of superheroes. I want to say to you, um, if you're visiting today, please do feel free to stay after the service. We're going to have uh, tea and coffee, and I'll say a little bit about how that's going to work at the end of the service. But if you're able to stay for a little while, um, it would be lovely to get to know you and to uh, just share in a tea or coffee with you together. What I'm going to do just now, I'm going to read some verses from the Bible, verses that are all about Jesus. And they help us to understand why we've been telling the, the young people at Kids Club this week that Jesus is the ultimate superhero. However much we might think these guys around the walls are great, there is no one like Jesus. Let me read these words to you. These are from Colossians chapter 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is who Jesus is, the great God the great creator, the great sustainer of this whole universe. And yet he's the one who came and shed his blood on the cross to save us. And that's why we make much of Jesus here. That's why we sing about him. That's why we speak about him. And that's why the Bible has Jesus right at the core of its message. You can't understand the Bible without Jesus. Our reading this morning is taken from Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 31. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud and honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. 
One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible with God. Then then Peter spoke up, we have left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Well, I suppose one of the first rules, if you're going to be a superhero of any kind, is that you need to know who to rescue. There's no point trying to rescue someone who isn't in any danger. But actually, in in these verses that Sharon read for us, we find that... um, There's lots of people who need rescued that don't know that they need to be rescued. That seems to be what happens here. A rich young man comes to Jesus and says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He wants to know how he can have all of the rewards of knowing God. What must he do? How can he get to heaven with God? How can he be right with God? What must he do? Well, straight away, Jesus gives us a clue as to what's wrong with this man. Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. No one is good except God alone. You see, Jesus understands that there is no one who on their own is good. This might come as a surprise to you. Only God is truly good. Yes, people do good things, but it's only God who can be described as being truly good all the time, because God is good. You can't define God without that word, good. It's just what He is. It's impossible for God not to be good. That's how good He is. And we're not like God, are we? And believe me, it's not just boys and girls who do naughty things. Grown-ups do all the time. So Jesus wants to see if this man understands this. And he gives him the test. He says to him, you know the commandments. And you go back into the, the old part of the Bible and you'll find there the famous Ten Commandments. And Jesus gives him some of those. This is what he's talking about. The Ten Commandments. You shall not murder you shall not commit adultery, don't steal, don't tell lies, honor your father and mother. And what does the man say in reply? He said, all of these things I've done since I was a boy. He doesn't understand. He's not been listening. Jesus said, no one is good except God. And then this guy put his hand up and said, no, no, me too. 
I'm good. I've done all of these things since I was a boy. The Bible teaches us that everyone has sinned. We defined that word in Holiday Bible Club this week. Sin is anything we think, anything we say, anything we do that makes me more important than God. And it's that that cuts us off from God. And it's that that means everyone needs Jesus, the rescuer. But not everyone sees that. Not everyone sees that they need Jesus. So Jesus gives this man another chance. I think often we um, have wrong ideas about Jesus. This man gives, let's be honest, he gives a wrong answer. And I think sometimes we think about um, churches uh, or people in churches or maybe even God himself as whenever we give God a wrong answer, he, no. But that's not what happens here. If you have that, the, those verses that were read for us, they're in the diary, by the way, if, if you picked up one of those on the way in. In verse 21, he, the, he gives this answer, I've kept all these things since I was a boy, which is clearly nonsense. But Jesus, verse 21, looked at him and was and loved him. He looked at him and loved him. So he gives him another chance. One thing you lack, he said. Go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Well, the man was devastated to hear this. Devastated because he had a lot of money and he had a lot of stuff and he did not want to give it away. It was more important to him. All the stuff that he had was more important to him than actually having eternal life with God. That's what Jesus has helped him to see. He said, I want to have eternal life. What must I do? And Jesus said, well, you need to follow God. Follow me above all things, even above your money and your stuff. And the guy was devastated. The first commandment is do not have any other gods than the real living God. And this man, he loved his money more than he loved his God. Now, we're all different. It's not always money, but sometimes it is. But other times we love friendships and popularity more than we love God. Sometimes it's relationships. Sometimes we just don't want to turn our back on things that we know are wrong because we enjoy them too much. For this young man, he couldn't see that he wasn't good. He couldn't see that he needed to be rescued. He needed Jesus. This man was not right with God. This man was not ready to meet God. He had sinned. And he chose to have his treasure on earth, which eventually will rot away, rather than to follow Jesus and have treasure in heaven, even eternal life with God. He chose the things that are here today and gone tomorrow rather than the thing that lasts forever, knowing God and being with him. This is all very confusing to Jesus' friends. I mean, the rich people were the ones they looked up to. They were jealous of the rich people. If anyone can be right with God, then surely it's these people who can, who can give more money to the temple 
the people who God has blessed and who have given them so much, surely they are right with God. But Jesus says it's the opposite. He says it is harder for the rich to enter the kingdom of God because riches take so much of a hold of someone's heart that Jesus says that actually it is impossible for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. But verse 27, very importantly, he says, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Because you see, what happens is when this message about Jesus is shared with others, God opens people's eyes to see that they really do need rescued from their sin. However good they might have thought they were, when they heard the message about Jesus, finally they saw for the first time that they do need rescued from their sin. They come to see that actually Jesus is really the most precious thing that we could ever possess. More precious than that relationship. More precious than that, those, that stuff that you have clogging up your house. More precious than that career that you've worked so hard for. This great and powerful God gave himself for sinners like us. It is the most amazing message you will ever hear. When we didn't even know that we needed rescued, Jesus came and he lived the good life that we didn't live and that we haven't lived and couldn't live. He died the death that our sins deserve on the cross and he rose again from the dead so that all who trust in him, everyone who trusts in him, for all who do what his disciples say they did, what did they say? We've left everything to follow you. To say you are the most important thing in my life. You are above everything else. I want to follow you first. For followers of Jesus, they have their sins forgiven. As they trust in him, they become part of God's family. And because he is indeed a risen savior, they never need to fear death again. Because what lies beyond death is eternal life with God forever. And because Jesus has done it all. You notice that the young man came and he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? There's already something wrong with how he's looking at it. He thinks he can do something. No, the message of Jesus is, come to me, for I have done everything you need. Trust in me. Every barrier between you and God I can take away because I have done it through my death on the cross and through my resurrection from the dead. So the question is, do I need a superhero like Jesus? You bet I do. In fact, there's no other like him. He is the only one who can rescue. And you need that too. Whatever your age here today, you need the rescuer, Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you don't need convinced that you're a sinner. You don't need to be convinced that you've made some bad choices in life, some selfish choices, some choices that you doubt you can even forgive yourself for. Well, I'm here to give you the best news you could ever hear today. Jesus Christ has come to rescue. 
Jesus Christ has come to take away your guilt, your shame. And that call is to every one of us. Come to him today. Pray to him. Confess your sin. Thank him for dying for your sin and commit to follow him. Change direction. Follow Jesus with everything you've got for as long as he gives you. And you can do that today. Right where you're seated today, you can do that. You can be right with God through trusting in Jesus Christ. Or if it's something you would like to speak to someone about, you want someone to pray with you, we would be delighted to do that. Uh, Come down to this corner here. Someone will come and speak with you and pray with you or answer any questions that you might have. We're calling everybody to, to, to follow Jesus Christ, to realize he's the most precious thing you could ever have and the only thing worth giving your life for. Let me pray. Father, we want to thank you for Jesus. We want to thank you for all that we've learned about him. Thank you for how precious he is. Thank you that he is the rescuer above all rescuers. He's the only one who can rescue us from our sins. Thank you that by trusting in Jesus, we find forgiveness. We're part of your family and we can have eternal life with you. Father, I pray everyone who's here today would know that for sure, that Jesus is theirs before they leave this place today and that they would follow him and make him known. Lord, we thank you for the greatness of Jesus again in his name. Amen.